Hi, I'm Audrey. And it's me, Henry. And this is the Footnotes of Plato. This episode, we're going to talk about divine command theory. So, divine command theory believes that God is the creator of everything, including morality. And what is immoral and moral is directly commanded by the divine or God. And this means that the right action is one that is sanctioned by God and religious texts. A prime example of divine command theory is the Decagogue or the Ten Commandments. However, we can see a lot of rules are not followed from the Bible. Some like, for instance, mixing wool or linen or not being able to certain crops together in the same field or more problematic ones like the ones found in 1 Timothy believing that all women must submit to men and can't rise up to the level of men. However, some strengths of divine command theory is that it's universalizable and it also believes in Christian obedience to God. A good criticism of divine command command theory was suggested by Socrates and this is called the Euthyphro dilemma and this asks the question and this asks the question is it good because God commands it or does God command it because it's good each have their own criticisms would come with it the problem with the first option is that if it's good because God commands it then this suggests that God has control, complete control over morality. And if God decides that one day something that we always considered immoral, for instance, torture, is now suddenly moral, then we would have a duty to perform torture. And this seems completely contradictory to everything else and like a real problem with it, because that seems completely wrong. It seems completely immoral, but If God commands it, we would have to do it because now that's what's moral. A a counter argument against this is actually uses the definition of God. God is a infinitely perfect being and therefore, because God is perfect and unchanging, therefore he can't change what he's already defined as moral. Second question is, does God command things because they're good, independent of himself? This raises quite a few questions about the nature of God, especially a Christian God. It means that we actually have little reason to worship God if goodness is actually higher than God itself. And God doesn't have control over things that are inherently good or morally good. It means that he's not omnipotent at all if he's actually held accountable to something greater than him. Yeah. And in fact, it even goes against the complete definition of God itself, which is all-powerful. Which brings me to my criticism of divine command theory. To begin with, if you look at the problem that divine command theory suggests, which is this idea that God is goodness, and they kind of assume that the two are synonyms. So, for instance, and this is actually a different criticism brought up by someone who I can't remember the name of, I've got a feeling it's more, but I don't know. (laughs) Um, But uh, they said that they asked the question, is something good because God commands it, is a legitimate question, then it is not necessary, necessarily part of God to be good. 
So, you know, if we look at the statement, he's a bachelor, but is he a man? That's a completely meaningless statement. It's so, it's an obsolete question because a necessary part of being a bachelor is being a man. However, the question, is something good because God commands it, isn't obsolete. Therefore, it assumes that being good isn't a necessary part of God. However, this brings up more questions. Surely it is. Part of God's being is beneficence. But then again, now I, we bring me to my criticism, which is they can't be synonyms because it is impossible to um, equate God and good. And this is due to the idea that God's perfections and qualities of omnip- omnipotence, omniscience and benevolence cannot be separated. God is a that singular being and all of his perfections cannot be separated from one another. So if you say God is good, then this creates a God contradiction because it also suggests that good is God. But this implies that goodness is also omnipotent and um, omniscient. And that seems absurd for us to say. Um, so I don't think it's possible for us to to equate both good and God. They cannot be used exactly. as synonyms for each other. I, I had a very good cup of, cup of coffee yeah. before recording this, and I don't think my cup of coffee had divine power <laughs> over me, except from the fact that I am seemingly addicted to caffeine, so it might actually be <laughs> omnipotent, who knows. <laughs> so yeah, there's this English that? philosopher monk guy named William of Ockham, who did believe that he, God was ad potentia absoluta, which basically means completely powerful and all-powerful and he could potentially make anything moral because he is omnipotent however he's still omnibenevolent so this means that he would limit himself within his own nature which is what Robert Adams said who's a contemporary um, meaning that he's still alive to divine command theory believer God would not go against his own moral framework that he outlined in the Bible considering that is the word of God and as Audrey said before God is unchanging. There's no real reason for God to change himself. For instance, Jesus said, well, love your enemies. And it's very unlikely that God would turn around and um, considering that Jesus is a part of God, God wouldn't believe that we should start killing our enemies unless there's a real righteous reason to do so, such as in the Crusades, which we can argue wasn't really the word of God. Also, another question arises about divine command theory, which is, can God be morally good? And I think this is really interesting because it it feels weird because God could be, if we say that God is good, but how can God be morally good? So the way that you and me are morally good or try to be morally good, we human beings can be morally good, but saying that a chair is morally good, that seems odd. How can a chair be morally good? Or even saying that a cat can be morally good. How can a cat be morally good? Do you think a cat can be morally good? Like, I feel like to be morally good, and in some ways this is echoing Kant, or and other people have thought that reason is a key part of morality, is you do need reason, but you and you do need like a consciousness. And you do need to be able to 
have actions but you know as we've already said god is unchanging he can't really act and also calling god morally good does god have a consciousness does god have reason does god have mental faculties the way that we have mental faculties is it therefore possible to say that god is morally good it seems like a very odd thing to say in my opinion I believe a lot of people confuse moral objectivism with moral realism, as in when people think about having objective or absolutist morality, they often, they often mistake it with the idea that there's some other entity out there that represents goodness entirely in itself, and we as humans lack any of that goodness. My argument about divine command theory is that its greatest weakness is that religion has taken it as an absolutist theory centered around the Bible or any other religious text. When I believe, when you um, actually look at theology, there's a decent chance that divine command theory is a theory that can develop alongside with society and human development in reason. If we believe that humans are a imperfect creation of God, and so is the Bible. For instance, the first printing of the King James Bible, the one that most of us have, unless you have um, the new international version, actually said, you shall commit adultery. We could say that the very origin of everything in the Bible was from <laughs> divine word and angels and visions and all of that. But at the end of the day, it was humans writing these down distributing them, translating them, printing them. And there's always going to be mistakes. And now we're thousands of years on from the very first words penned in the Bible. And it's clear to say that the Bible could be considered an imperfect version of God's morality. Now, this is my part when I'm talking about goodness within humans. If we consider what Descartes believed about God giving us a rational mind in his image that cannot deceive us simply because God is omnibenevolent, then we can also assume, such as Descartes did, that our rationality is a part of God and therefore our rationality will come to moral truth or moral goodness at least. Secondly, God is not only the creator of morality, but also the creator of everything, meaning that everything that's intrinsic in the world that we can observe through science is also originating from God. So this leads on to what I believe is a development of, upon divine command theory that I sort of sat down and thought about. What if we can develop upon the Bible and divine command with the rationality that God gave us and also the ability to derive evidence from the natural world that God also gave us? If all of these things are God-given things, then surely we cannot go against God by developing upon them. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I think that's a really interesting idea. And I think um, it, it makes sense in a in a way if god did create us he gave us the faculties to expand and to widen our knowledge you know god already knew everything if god is um omniscient then he he knows what's happening he knows what he's given us and if he is a benevolent god then he also would to knowing that he'd given us the faculties to to be able to do something he would have he would have made it the right thing for us to do if that makes sense 
Like he, he would have made us do the morally good thing because he is uh, benevolent and he would have known that we would expand on divine command theory and improve and change. And Why other reason would we have free will if it isn't to go against God or the scripture that we have about God and to use what we have given from God to develop the image of God? It makes no sense. I do not understand why religion is so upset about people going against the, the words in the Bible written 3,000 years ago, considering we have faculties given by God yeah. to develop on, upon it. This actually brings me to another criticism I have of divine command theory, which is divine command theory, it, it assumes that, that there is a universal absolute God, which is obviously kind of a hard thing to assume in a multicultural, um, multi-religious world. And, um, you know, it's based on the Judaic Christian God. And, um, and so because God's commands are absolute and yet there are different theological texts, you know, like the Bible for Christians, but there are other um, uh, theological texts from different religions that say different, that give different moralities, which kind of leads to a relative morality. And yet each morality is absolute. And that feels to me like a complete contradiction. You know, if you take that your God or gods have divine command over morality and yet there is a relative morality between the different religions it doesn't make any sense it doesn't actually necessarily work and since we can never have true knowledge we may have belief and actually in some ways and sometimes it may even be true belief but this is not knowledge and so it's hard to actually use divine command theory as the absolute morality that's perfectly said that's something that i i basically tried to make an alternative argument for but when we examine what c.s lewis wrote he just said like the moral value of respect may be different from, from culture to culture for instance um you might kiss your friends on the cheek in france but most of the time you don't you wouldn't do that anywhere else in the world um and it means that I feel like divine command theory has been reduced to an absolutist theory without recognizing that there is a middle ground somewhere between absolutism and relativism where there is a moral foundational principle that's intrinsic or God-given or whatever. But that doesn't mean that every single action is binary and it has to be completely universalized until the end of time because that would be ridiculous. Again, we have free will to develop yeah yeah this is a great consensus yeah, i love exactly. consensus <laughs> well thank you for listening to this episode i hope this has been a useful introduction to divine command theory with our ideas about it and our criticisms yeah um, i think we had a lot of nuance of actually we did cover the basic principles like you throw and other things that we probably covered but I, I genuinely believe that we developed upon the fact that <laughs> divine command simply cannot be an absolutist theory if we look at the nature of God and how God has created us. 
Yeah. See you next week.